Welcome to the Musings of Our Hearts, a Jesus Youth podcast on the lives of saints. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Today we have a wonderful saint, uh, San Pedro de San Jose Batancourt. Uh, he's Central America's first saint canonized by um, St. John Paul II, and he's known as the Saint uh, Saint Francis of the Americas. He was actually born in the Canary Islands, and his parents nurtured his contemplative soul. He was a shepherd till age 24, although he had a desire to be a priest. And upon hearing of the uh, living conditions of the West Indies, which is now uh, present-day America, um, he was so moved to charity that he just decided to leave everything and figure out a way to get to um, the um, to the Americas and in order to proclaim the gospel. So he made a arduous journey and um, as as a working on a ship and then also finally getting to Guatemala. He was so destitute. He um, when was standing in line with for the Franciscans in their breadline. And um, while there in Guatemala, he met Father Fernando Espino. He was a famous missionary as well, and he befriended him, and they've uh, remained um, lifelong friends. And Father Fernando is also his counselor. So in Guatemala, he did many things, many wonderful works of charity. Uh, He really um, gave his life for the poor and but he really he still had a desire for the priesthood and so he tried to join the Jesuits but couldn't master the material and he was also invited then to join the Franciscans by Father Fernando as a lay brother but um, Peter discerned and felt that God wanted him to remain in the world so he joined the Third Order of St. Francis and um, continued to stay in the world and proclaim the gospel, called people to repentance. He um, established hospitals. He um, took care of the children, the poor, the homeless. He um, he also would, he begged for alms, uh, for, for masses. Uh, he would pray and also just proclaim in, in so many various ways to to all all the people in that in that area, and he f- was um, he died when he was forty one years old, and throughout his life, though the child of Bethlehem was the focus of his spiritual meditation, and the people that were working with him in that apostolate became known as uh, Bethlehemite brothers and Bethlehemite sisters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, this is the first time I'm reading about a saint like this. And I felt so ashamed, like, man, he's known as the Francis of America. And I didn't know about him. But thank God that, you know, uh, uh, we could learn about a new saint today. Uh, There were three things that stood out in his whole life. One is his journey itself, Mm. like the, the journey from his place to where he's called to work. That's a long one. The second is the area where he worked, such a broad spectrum. Mm. And the third and the most important is what made him do this. Like he's, uh, like Pope John Paul would say, like a man of prayer. Mm. Uh, And what what he built was on, you know, the school of prayer. So these three points stood out to me. Like the first thing is like journey. Uh, He was from a poor family. 
uh, in Canary Islands. And when he heard about the new world developing and the, the great Americas, he really wanted to bring gospel to that place. I'm like, wow, what a missionary heart. Like, you know, it is said that, you know, he, he was a contemplative, like while he was a shepherd, he was in the nature, you know, he became close to God. So the amazing ways in which God forms the mind of people, like Pope himself would put it, like, you know, people who are devout, you know, they will always find the goal. They will never miss their goal or they will never miss what God wants them to do. So everything revolved around prayer and his deep relationship with God. So that's why even in such a tough journey, you know, he comes there. uh, He he knew that one of his cousins is having a government job or somewhere. So he wanted to get there. But when he reached Havana, everything is, he ran out of money. Then he was working. He didn't stop there or don't go back to his place. He didn't, never went back to his place. He worked there, mm-hmm. earned money. And he then he went and after he reached the main American continent, he walked to Guatemala. Yeah. Like, so it is amazing, like how he was, he, he had that conviction and the determination. Uh, and that is actually a hallmark we see in all these saints, like, they had their own deficiencies and things, but they persisted in God's strength that they never missed their goal. Like, you know, he 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 wanted to become a priest. So this poor man knew that, you know, if he become a priest, he can bring Christ to them. He knew the value of sacraments. He knew what actually will build a Christian community, a priest. Yeah. So so that's why, you know, he he wanted to become a priest and then he didn't have that much intellectual capacity or something went wrong somewhere. And he had to quit. But the Franciscans invited him to join as a brother. But he said, no, I want to be in the secular world. So I'm really amazed at how, you know, God convinces people. Some people really go and become religious and get shut off. Like, you know, like we were discussing earlier. Some people say no to everything. Some people stay in the world, but not of the world. Yeah. Yeah. So he he chose that second way like most of us are called to, (laughs) actually. So, and then there he builds everything out of nothing. He didn't have anything. That's like no capital, nothing, no friends, nothing in that place. Maybe for except for those Franciscan friars or his spiritual father or a Jesuit father or whatever it was there. But when God brings somebody, like we read in the Psalm every day, like, you know, during our morning prayer and all, Lord, you cleared the land and you planted the vineyard, you know. So it is actually the Lord's work. Yeah. We are humble instruments or channels, and this man's work would inspire anybody. What can we say? You know, sometimes we, when God inspires us, we will be like, "Oh Lord, we don't have money, we don't have people, I don't know the language, I don't know the place." You know, we can come up with umpteen excuses, but here he is going, just completely trusting in God. And, and he is constantly aware of the call that the Lord is whispering in his heart. And then he goes there and builds everything. The second thing is his, the ministry that he did. What is the thing that he didn't do? He, you know, he, um, uh, actually I made a little mistake over there when I wrote, you know, something got jumbled up, some insertion or something happened so that uh, maybe you'd not have understood that clearly. Well, actually, uh, he he didn't want to ignore the rich people. So he went through their area ringing bells mm. and calling them to repent. So that two sentences got in, <laughs> just messed up in two paragraphs. I'm so sorry. So, uh, so that's what he, he was with the poor, all spectrum, you know, all kinds of poor, destitute, homeless, 
he was working with all of that and he didn't want to despise the rich too mm-hmm. sometimes we may think that you know the uh, gospel should be heard only by the poor but we see how the saints you know most of them they will go preach the gospel to the poor they will go to the um uh, to the rich too like cardinal francis george of chicago he he would say that you know the rich people need poor people the poor people need rich people we may be like what the poor people need rich people we can understand he said he explained the poor people need rich people because they cannot live without you know the money or the provisions coming from the rich and the rich people need poor people he said because they will work the charity you do to them will be like an elevator that will take you to heaven <laughs> so you know he knew that i don't know whether he wanted money from them there is nothing like that but he wanted everybody to go to you know heaven mm-hmm. and he wanted to preach to the poor as well as the rich so that shows you know how he became everything to everybody like paul challenges that is a big challenge to all christians like you know wherever the lord send lord i will go whatever you want me to do i will do and the fourth thing is like uh, the third thing is like you know his uh, immense that intense prayer life you know and it is not a it is not a uh, something to wonder like you know many men join him because when we see such a life you know people will be attracted it is actually the lack of witnesses that is um preventing people from knowing christ that's what i always think that's a big challenge for me like lord how am i inspiring other people like you know when we live the gospel when we become gospel ourselves and evangelion that's when we become an evangelist like when we become an evangelion or a gospel evangelization naturally happens yeah. and people will join there will be more hands to help the real cause that the lord has put in our hearts and then uh, first he started it in a heart and then it became a congregation for men and women amazing right yeah. and the pope's call uh, i really like john paul's you know that address uh, to these 500000 gotimalans who came there actually actually it was an address to the whole world i really like how pope do these things he goes to gotimala to to canonize their saint and talk to people and when he talks from there it's going to the whole world right and pope is saying like um like how he was a, a deep a man of prayer and this term that he uses like pedro was a deeply prayerful man especially that place guatemala where at the heritage at the hermitage of calvary that's a profound word a hermitage of calvary man yeah. and pope later says like you know he calls people uh, his saints to go through suffering and he give them in return what suffering <laughs> suffering and this hard toil but there is a joy that that hermitage of calvary maybe you can come in more on that hermitage of calvary i know you have something in your mind <laughs> and then he diligently sought god's will at every moment and there he is an outstanding example for christians today whom he reminds that training in holiness calls for a christian life distinguished above all in the art of prayer he is quoting from novo milonio inventae and i therefore renew my exhortation to all the christian communities to be authentic schools of prayer where all activity is centered on prayer an intensely devout life always bears abundant fruit that's so profound i read it many times yesterday that's why you know we found a quote also <laughs> with that so it, it's amazing sometimes 
it's a natural temptation like you know as human beings we always look upon our intellect our abilities and you know all the things at our hand that is so tangible to do god's work but it is very true that god is usually not calling all those people who are you know uh uh what is it uh, distinguished or who are well equipped but he calls the faithful whom he will equip mm. so that's really amazing yeah something that i was reflecting on is actually um his generosity and i as we've been talking about the saints too i almost mm. feel um i i feel them all yelling at me saying why aren't you more generous with your mm. life while you know you've been given so much and um and that's why this hermitage of calvary means uh is is so profound because yeah it is on calvary that we receive the fullness of god's generosity mm-hmm. and you can't give what you don't have so now in cal on calvary if we see that fullness of god's love being poured out poured out and you're learning mm-hmm. there you're re- not only just learning like intellectually and mm-hmm. receiving but receiving in word or deed just seeing an example but you are actually receiving that very same blood that very mm-hmm. same generosity it's not just uh an an example by which oh you know uh, i played tennis so then i'll watch a tennis video and try mm-hmm. and mimic uh, mm-hmm. a good tennis technique no it's almost like that it's like roger federer or, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know he comes and he actually plays within me and so it's not just a person's technique i mimic but mm. that very the the height of that act of generosity or that technique or whatever it is is actually being so what am i called to do so i've been thinking about this a lot okay lord like you you were supposed to act within me and so then giana um i think yesterday or um yeah yesterday we were playing chess mm. and she says uh you know in the divine will <laughs> you can, <laughs> i can do everything i was like oh okay and that's what like, she's teaching <laughs> oh my goodness yeah. but she said and she said yeah i'm asking jesus how to move and what to do i was like oh that's so good gia i'm really and she's huh. like yeah you should too i was like yeah i will <laughs> so jesus playing against jesus <laughs> yeah But then she said, mm. "Yeah, you know, I just have to sit back and I don't have to do anything. Jesus will do everything in me." And I said, "No, Gia, you have to do something, <laughs> but yes, you don't have to do the act, the very act, but you have to keep your heart mm. so open to Jesus. You mm. have to concentrate on him and mm. keep asking him mm. what to do. That's your job." <laughs> She's like, "Oh, I just have to sit back and be lazy." <laughs> That's me many times, like, you know. Okay, Jesus, I relax, you do the work. <laughs> So um, mm-hmm. even in there though yeah this hermitage coming back to the hermitage of Calvary I was just thinking yes lord you do everything you suffer in us you die in us we uh you you hurt in us you are also the one who is generous you are the one mm-hmm. who gives so what am i called to do i'm just called to be there and just constantly constantly mm-hmm. renew and receive renew and receive mm-hmm. and fight yes my nature that shudders at pain that shudders mm-hmm. and and continue in that battle to be open to you to receive from you. So no, we're not called mm-hmm. to laziness. Yeah, but yeah, yes, yeah. we are. I understand that, yeah. But we are called to that mm-hmm. um that fullness of the Lord working and uh moving and mm-hmm. giving and 
um, and also receiving all the hardships and pain that we go through as well. Yeah. Uh, like when you were talking about the you know, Jesus thing, like relax, I'm going to relax and let <laughs> Jesus do the work. I'm just thinking like, you know, uh, there is another realm to that. Like when we are with God, we can always be relaxed. Like whatever happens around, we won't be worried about it. That's like the peace that passeth all human understanding. Like we could be still at peace when everything around is in turmoil. It's waves all, all around, but we could still sleep in peace with Jesus. So, So then uh, there is one more verse that we, we were reflecting in the ponder section, like whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as serving the Lord and not man. So that is really amazing. Like, you know, we really, really need to believe that we are doing all these things with Jesus. Just to one small thing that came to my mind. One day I was distributing communion. I'm a communion minister. So I, I go with communion to people who cannot go for mass. So then uh, why, one day while I was doing that, this happened way, day, way back so uh, I, I really wanted to do adoration that day but I, I had so many people in my list that I had to finish all of them so I'm like okay Lord I really want to do all your from three to four okay but then uh, I want to finish this so that I can do it but I didn't finish it it went on till 9 p.m that uh, that day and it was it was such a long day so around three I was getting restless like oh no when is this going to finish you know driving going to people different things like that so then the Lord told me like what do you want to do I said I want to go for adoration you know <laughs> and uh, then be there he said you want to come to me don't you see I am with you right here in your car I'm like oh, okay Lord he said then why don't you adore me I'm like Oh, yeah. And that day, instead of one hour, I spent with him almost six to eight hours. Yeah. Him with, with me, like, you know, while Sunil was driving the car. So this is like, you know, working not for men. I'm not doing anything for men, but I am doing it for the Lord. And the Lord is with me. I'm doing with the Lord mm -hmm. for his people. So that that really is amazing. Like when we have that attitude, we don't worry about others, you know, things getting done, things getting not done, because it's all like Gia would say, like, it's Jesus doing through <laughs> me or in me, something like that. So maybe uh, thank God for this amazing saying, you know, he became charity. Yeah, that's what people say. This is a man who became charity himself. So this is an opening prayer from um one of the prayers dedicated to him, one of the liturgies dedicated to him. So let's pray that. Lord, may your peace be always with me. May no circumstance, trouble or vexation rob me of the peace which, which passes all understanding. You alone, O Lord, are my peace. May I always reside in that peace by believing your word and by doing your will. Amen. Amen. And Saint Pedro, teach us to be like this. Yes. Amen. Thank you for listening. <laughs>